0: Ladies and future boys, welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast that can't stop thinking about how Superman can shoot little tiny Supermans out of his fingers. My name is Toby DePola, and this week we are setting sail on the high seas of space. Uh, today we are testing the metal of nostalgia, and we are digging into a bit of a Disney conspiracy, as, you know, as we do. We're also going to do a podcast. so anyone- As we do. So anyone listening should rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, we are talking about the 2002 movie by the name of Treasure Planet, which I've misspelled there, that, that's cool. And when I say we, I really mean myself and my producer, Kyle. Hi. Alright. When I say testing nostalgia, I've been reluctant to return to this movie.
1: It's a good movie.
0: Um, as far as Disney movies go, I put Atlantis in my top and then Treasure Planet as like a close second.
1: Really? I probably go the other way.
0: Hmm. That's thought you went Peter Pan before all the other ones.
1: And I meant out of these two films.
0: I mean out of all of them.
1: I mean out of you.
0: Um, but, as we covered in an earlier episode of The Wayward Notes, Atlantis turned out to be better than I remembered it being. It had that Mike Mignola art from Hellboy. The cast is great. Uh, Keita's the only Disney princess that could probably kill Tarzan in a gladiatorial arena. It's just a good film. I don't think Milan has the chops.
1: Funnily all enough, our
0: abilities are based on avalanches.
1: Funnily enough, huh? this seems to happen to you. Because I remember before we went back and rewatched Lil and Stitch, you were like, that's a bitch movie. And then we watched it and you were like, she puts her friends into a glass jar and shakes them up in pickle juice. Yeah, she's
0: a serial killer. Oh. Yeah. I think maybe I don't remember her being that good because every sequel iteration television series after the fact takes all of her mental illness out. Yeah. It it makes it hard to remember if you on it. Um, But when I think of Treasure Planet, um, I think of the main character having a rat tail. There's a flying strawberry jam. Like, I loved it growing up, but I was scared it would shit the bed on my rewatch. You know, I didn't think it was... I was worried it would suck if I went back and looked at it. Mm. So I've always tried not to. But in the name of the podcast, I've made my triumphant return. The tinfoil not working so good. We tried the
1: whole... Cat's walking on tinfoil thing to try and, you know, curb some bad behavior. She does not care. Mm. She just walk on over it like it's not even there.
0: All right. A good place to start this episode is in 1985.
1: That's a long time ago.
0: Well, I could have gone to 1883, but, you know, for the publication of Treasure Island. But for the sake of time, we'll find ourselves at a little pitch meeting. Mm -hmm. We've got... Ron Clements and John Musker pitching a few movie ideas to Michael Eisner. Okay, okay. Who, who is anyone here? Um,
1: Michael Eisner is a bitch. hmm Um, John, do, do you want me to go further into Michael Eisner being a bitch?
0: No, I just want you to be involved.
1: And being involved. I have the cast for the film because I thought that was the first part you were asking about.
0: No, no, who are these people?
1: Michael Eisner is a bitch. I hold to that. He was the CEO of Disney for, you know, a while. A while, yeah. And he was a bitch. Mm-hmm. He he tried to drive Disney into the ground.
0: Maybe he did.
1: He did. <laughs> He's a bad man.
0: Yeah, we we discussed him on the Rocketeer. Yeah. Um, and who were those other two? Uh, Ron Clements and John Mosca.
1: They are beautiful. Great. Ron Clements is. Um, the two of them usually work together on most films. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 They seem to pop up together a lot.
1: Yeah, they're, they're, you know, a dual friend. Um, they work together on Hercules, Aladdin, Princess and the Frog. Mm Mm-hmm. Um.
0: Little Mermaid, too, because that's what came out of this first meeting instead of Treasure Planet.
1: Uh, they worked a little bit on Moana together. Mm Mm-hmm. Um,
0: black cauldron one of the ones you like i think
1: yeah but they weren't like mean people.
0: No, no they were just writers on it um Early they did days. the
1: adaptation for great mouse detective mm-hmm. like if, if you're a kid of the disney renaissance they touch something that you know about yeah um they're usually writers but they kind of bounce around they've directed some different things they've you know helped out in animation yeah um, they, they usually, it's like a package deal.
0: Yeah. One year, both. usually, yeah. um, so treasure planet did not come from this meeting. Um, Eisner knew of a Star Trek movie doing a treasure Island type of thing. So they didn't want to seem like copycats cough, cough, the wild versus Madagascar later on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, anyway, little mermaid came out and did well. So they tried to pitch their movie again because this is their passion piece throughout this entire time. Um, so they got no deal again. So they made Aladdin again. It's, that did that did pretty good. So please take our passion project, Space Pirate movie. Um, at this time, Jeffrey Katzenberg.
1: Pardon me. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't help it if I have to burp. It's not on me.
0: Is Jeffrey Katzenberg the dude who replaces Eisner?
1: I don't know who he is.
0: Oh, he's give, a Disney give, person. I just assumed you did.
1: No. I can find out why he left Disney. Yeah, we know. He was the chairman of Walt Disney from eighty four to ninety four. So yeah. Okay. Oh, now he currently works at DreamWorks. Yeah. Should you think like a Jeffrey Katzenberg.
0: Okay. Um, he didn't like the idea either. Um, apparently he said something that pissed off our boys here because they took their pitch to Roy Disney instead. <laughs> who is like the boss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he did like the idea and he told Eisner to make it. So I guess Katzenberg and Eisner were like co-pilots for a bit or something. I don't, I don't know politics mm good boost, stupid. Yeah. Um, so they got their movie started by going over some heads and that might come into play later. that yeah. they went around people's backs, certain people who are very stereotypical for being tight asses with funding. Yeah. But that'll come into play later. So uh, people listening highlight that that is a clue.
1: But I mean put it this way. I, I know who Ron Clements and that are. Uh-huh. I clearly don't know who Katzenberg is.
0: No, he's just some... So, take that! And some shit. Um, so anyway, once they finished off Hercules, because you're right, these dudes did literally everything from the 90s. Well, era. not
1: everything, but they did a lot of the They did all the
0: ones people care about. <laughs> um, they could finally start working on Treasure Planet. Yay. Um. And honestly, the delays probably helped the movie a fair bit. Clements and Musker had time to develop their themes, characters, and details. But more importantly, Tarzan had come out. Uh, that had something, Kai can explain, called deep canvas technology.
1: I can explain deep canvas.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So deep canvas was used mainly as the background for Tarzan.
0: Yeah, mostly for the vine surfing scenes that everyone remembers.
1: Yeah. Um... It was a program that was developed that basically allowed you to create, paint, and, like, actually, like, brush stroke 3D objects. So, basically, it was one of the first times that they could make a 3D object 3D and paint it in 3D. Yeah,
0: it's a it's a weird thing where they, like, had really blocky... Clunky, terrible, old CGI. Yeah. They would make it, like, make the layout, and then have the animators come over it in, like, a weird rotoscopy kind of method, (laughs) and then once the animation had been layered over the top of the blocks, they would come in and paint the blocks.
1: Yeah. It's it's kind of hard to explain, because it's where they used to use, like, shading and all of that to do it, this literally built a built, 2D, 3D object.
0: Yeah, it built, like, framework for the 2D objects.
1: Yeah, it, it's, like, building a scaffold out and then painting over that.
0: Mm.
1: Um, But it meant that, like, things could actually interact with a background set. Yeah. In a way, Instead of like everything you,
0: just being like a set piece, a lot of the camera angles can move effectively.
1: Yeah. And it particularly made it easier for things that had like moving cameras through them because you didn't have to like hope that things matched up. You could just follow as it moved, which is why it's used for a lot of the vines in Tarzan. Um, it's got a couple of sequences in Atlantis. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. I'm pretty sure. I think yeah. it was even used for Brother Bear at one point.
0: It could be Brother Bear's after all this. So they've already got it.
1: Um, Basically, Deep Canvas was the big fancy thing of this time. Currently, the big fancy thing is, and I can't remember the name for it, but the program they invented to do the hair in Frozen. Yeah. That's their, like, big thing. It's always hair
0: these days because that's what they were bragging about in the Tomb Raider reboots on PC was the fancy hair.
1: Well, that's the thing. Disney's, like one of their big things throughout time has been the fact that they use animation skills that don't exist. Yeah. Because they're like we want to make this more believable how do we do that?
0: Yeah. Um. So Treasure Planet used a lot of deep canvas. Um. We go into it a little more later but they did that but they also added CG over the 2D as well. It so, and so it's a step above the Tarzan where it's got The CG, then they animate over the top of it, and they throw a little bit of CG on all the complicated robot-y parts. Um, A trivia I wanted you to hear is for them testing to see if this would work. They took clips from 1953's Peter Pan and put a big-ass cyborg arm on him. Nice. (laughs) I know that's kind of up your alley.
1: It's not. I don't want Peter playing with the cyborg arm.
0: They should release that cut. But kind of cool. Fuck the Snyder cut. I want to see robot Peter.
1: <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. Faith, trust, pixie dust, and a V6 engine <laughs> in my shoulder. Mm. I just visualize that a little longer. Mm, no. Looks like you ate a lemon. <laughs> mm. So, another thing that helped this movie keep, like, this beautiful theme and balance and look was something called the 70-30 lore. Um, to keep the swashbuckling, sparkling style in space, they had design... They had all the designers do 70% traditional, old-timey, you know, Victorian-era stuff. Mm-hmm. With 30% sci-fi, like, that was the ratio they're always aiming at. Um, one more detail, kind might of like... Might know if this is common. I don't know if it is. But the main characters in, like, Jim Hawkins and John Silver
1: mm-hmm. had
0: specific animation stuff from one another to keep them unique and on target throughout the movie? Is that. I don't know if that's a common thing, but they had, like, specific crews working on each of them.
1: Um. Yeah, it happens sometimes, but it's not, like, a common thing. Mm. Because you usually want your characters to mesh, whereas in this, it's done specifically so they don't mesh.
0: Yeah. Um, And I could go on and on about the over a 1,000 people behind the scenes it took to make this movie. I over
1: over a 1,000. Look, it's a lot of people.
0: Mm-hmm. And all the old shitty wind-up toys they had to buy to keep the 70-30 lore in the sound design as well. And how Jim has to become a teen due to um, the production company arguing between keeping him a child, like, in the book, or having him an adult. Yeah. Um, so they were just like, ah, oh, fuck it, in the middle.
1: Well, it's in, like, I think the only other thing he's almost a teen in is the Muppets' Treasure Island. Yeah. And even in that, he's probably like eleven, yeah. Which is like one of the it's, older. It's still,
0: it's still a, a mere boy. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna skip over a lot of those details for the sake of time, and we'll go into cast.
1: Sure. Do you want me to read that, or you want me to do it myself?
0: I just I've wrote down the important ones and what other things they're in, so you know who they are. Okay. I'm being helpful.
1: You have Joseph Gordon Lovett. Uh huh. As Jim Hawkins, who, if you've read the story, is the main character. That's yeah. what the adventure is about.
0: He is the boy. He is also... Oh, I mean, people would know him from all sorts of different things, Inception and such.
1: I know him from 500 Days of Summer.
0: Uh-huh. And he's okay. Robin in the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> yeah. To everyone's everlasting disappointment.
1: Look, it was kind of cool, but it was a bit weird.
0: It was fine that he was going to follow the mantle. It's weird that his name is Robin.
1: Yeah, that was the weird part. Oh, yeah. Um, You have John Silver, who is his second main character. Mm-hmm.
0: The pirate,
1: Played by Byron Murray.
0: Yep. Who is, like, not in anything.
1: Um, Yeah, no, he's, no, he's really not.
0: He's predominantly a theatre guy.
1: Which there's nothing wrong with that. No. He's had a few, like, bit roles on, you know, Law and Order and stuff yeah. like that. But nothing that nothing really up. stands out yeah. for us anyway but he does a very good job at it i think like you can kind of believe him in the role
0: yeah it suits it's weird to say but his human voice fits that big creature yeah <laughs> pretty good
1: like it doesn't sound overly human but it doesn't sound overly robotic
0: hmm.
1: so you can kind of like i don't know it works um, you have David Hyde Pierce as Dr. Dupla.
0: Yeah, the the dog guy.
1: He's Niles from Frasier. Yeah. Um, he's also in like a bunch of other stuff.
0: Yeah, they use his voice heaps. He's like one of the dudes in Bugs Life. He's the he's Satra Bob's brother mm. in Simpsons. Like he he does a lot of like famous. He's famous for a lot of things, but it's all like literal appearances.
1: There's a couple of things that you would probably like
0: He's mostly. The it's one of
1: those guy. voices that if you you know hear it or even if you saw a picture of him you'd be like that dude. Yeah. Um you have Emma Thompson as Captain Amelia. Yeah. She a cat.
0: Yeah, she's the cat captain. Um so I was trying to work out what specifically I know her from. She's from like a shitload of other things. She's in like love actually and such. She is? Um, she's also destined to play a character in the Coella DeVille live action movie called The Baroness. Yeah. So, um, that's interesting. I don't know what's happening there yet.
1: She plays P.L. Travers in Saving Mr. Banks.
0: Yep. Um, and my favorite thing she's ever been in, super early in her career, like the third time she was on TV or film, um, she's one of the posh bitch students from Footlight's Colleagues... In The Young Ones. Okay. For a big famous actor to go back and look at her in what I assume is her 20s, and her only lines is just her talking about how her dad bought her a Porsche, it's very weird. Mm. <laughs> and surreal. The guy who plays House is also in that school.
1: Interesting. Yeah, it's
0: weird. It's weird that a bunch of people in it ended up being famous later on.
1: Um, You have Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played by the amazing Martin Short.
0: Yep, he's the, um, a lot of people might not know the name, but he's that loud, uh, flamboyant stereotype voice actor from all other things. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, he's actually from Must Um,
0: he's also Oobla in Jimmy Neutron.
1: He's from the Martin Short Show.
0: I mean, fuck, I, I don't hope he is.
1: Um, he, I know him best from, um, Father of the Bride.
0: Right. Um, now, if we're bringing up Ben, I want to quickly like throw a caveat down. Mm-hmm. He's the he's like the worst part of the movie. That's fine. He's okay. He's, he sucks. He's annoying. He's Jar Jar, Jar he Binks in but Hoodwinked. a robot. Oh God, we were just talking about Hoodwinks.
1: Hoodwinked 2. Oh Hood, uh, Hood and he, evil.
0: Hood and evil.
1: Hood and evil. Hood versus evil. I hate that. H O O D versus evil. Oh my lord. He was Kurt the woodsman. Great. Sorry, that just we were talking about it earlier. So
0: yeah, we we're annoyed that hoodwinked is taking up space in my cranium. Um, so Ben um, sucks, but it's not really his fault because Ben Gunn is a key late in the game idiot character in Treasure Island, the original literature mm-hmm. that is integral to the story. So they kind of had to have a weird drunk lunatic on the island. No, mm. uh, they're made of a robot, it's fine. The whole aesthetic of that planet is robots. Yeah. But uh, as much as he sucks, he's sort of like... It'd be weirder to leave him out, from what I'm gathering. Yeah. Um, We also have lots of good voice actors doing aliens and small parts here and there, like Laurie Metcalf, uh, who's playing another Disney mum.
1: Yeah, she, uh, she does that a lot.
0: So... Because of how she looks in the movie as a child, I assumed she was uh, Sarah Connor from Terminator 2.
1: I like... It, <laughs> turns out that's not through.
0: how... To, well, she, they look the same. But no, it turns out she's Andy's mum in all the Toy Story movies.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, you've got Corey Burton doing Onus, the small, many-eyed alien, who we also know as Hugo Strange in Arkham City. You've got Roscoe Lee Brown as Mr. Arrow. Um, he's a bit... Character with a very deep, straight voice, as he sounds in this. But a lot of nerds listening to this would know him as Kingpin from the 90s Spider-Man. Yeah. Which is kind of a big, big character in that. Uh, Pun, not intended. (laughs) Um, And finally, we have the narrator. uh, Best Disney voice actor of all time, Tony J.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Frollo. And he's a cat in Jungle Book.
1: In um, Beauty and the Beast.
0: Oh, so he's in a bunch of these, huh? Oh yeah. Cool. I he know. was
1: Magneto for a little while in um, some of the X Men games.
0: Um,
1: he he does a lot of stuff. Yeah,
0: Frollo's Fro- great. We like Frollo. Yeah. yeah. Um.
1: Apparently, big star in the Roguecrafts.
0: Frollo. Mm. Oh, the voice or the character? <laughs> the
1: the voice. Okay, that Not makes Not the <laughs> character. <laughs> Who the fuck is he in that? Delicious!
0: Oh my god! <laughs> Stunning revelations this week, everybody. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't bother to Google his credits because I just know he's Frollo, and that's important to me. Because he's the first thing you hear in Treasure Planet, which we are now he migrating. Was
1: also, Baron into... Mondo in Spider-Man: The Animated Series. I don't
0: know who that is, but that's cool.
1: He was in The Tick. He was in Captain Planet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was a yeti. Okay. okay. Sorry. Bef- this, before
0: know, his like... acting career, he was a yeti by trade. <laughs> um, yeah, he's the first thing that pops up in this film as he explains the Ethereum. Mhm. Now it was very important to Musker and Clements that everyone wasn't wearing a goddamn spacesuit.
1: Well, it makes it much harder to
0: animate. Anyway. I'm sure Michael Eisner wanted them in spacesuits after a fucking Rocketeer episode. Mm. With the hindsight. Um, But no, they were like, we want people to have facial expressions.
1: It makes it much easier.
0: And we want the pirate ships to look a little more pirate ship, a little less. I mean, for 7030, it can't look like a fucking NASA satellite. Yeah. So they invented something called the Ethereum, which I like. Um, It's oxygenized space. Oxidized space. Pretty much. With currents going through it. Mostly solar energy is like a breeze. Um, if, if you want to call it.
1: Basically, they use solar panels to take the pulses. Because the sun pulses. Hmm. Yeah. Like, that's not a new concept. Yeah, but, but, that is actually but it's like it physical
0: works. solar currents now. Yeah. Like so, they, they've
1: just given it a more I mean, should oceanic... They, yeah, they just
0: gave space water physics. Yeah. And whales. Ooh. Whales that didn't quite age so good.
1: Oh, well, they didn't age
0: terribly. No, they're not... Like atrocious, just...
1: they just—they
0: do stand out a little bit. They'll Three right things right. date this film, ladies and gentlemen: the close-up of the whale's face, yeah. Jim Hawkins' Backstreet Boys fucking haircut.
1: I mean, the, the,
0: the parts—he looks like the boy from Terminator Two.
1: I've seen a lot of kids recently.
0: I know, but I'm hoping that'll pass. The good, the
1: good news is that his mullet is plaited.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a rat tail. And the final thing is the guy from the Goo Goo Dolls doing multiple tracks for the film.
1: Yeah, which that's not as good, but it was a very heavy '90s thing. Yeah,
0: and it sort of matched too because the audio of the film fits the seventy thirty rule. Yes, all the orchestral shit is old Victorian swashbuckling adventure, and they drown it out and put in Goo Goo Dolls. For, like, two segments.
1: Look, at least i Aguilera.
0: I mean, she appears in a lot of movies. We're talking Shark Tale. We're talking Casadema Padre. Mulan. Is that the new one that she's doing? No. She's old Mulan. Yes. She's, she just did another she one, sings I forget. She
1: Reflections. Huh. At the end of the film. Because remember, all Disney films of the 90s, had a remake. early 2000s,
0: had, a remake had of to have a
1: remix Done by a pop
0: icon. The other one I remember is the, um, whoop, there it is, Adam's family one. Yeah! Oh, no. Um, so, we're in the Ethereum, we get that little scene with Jim Hawkins as a boy.
1: Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we see a cameo of Stitch. We see the coolest
1: book ever.
0: Yeah, future books are pretty bitchin' with their little holograms and their great deep voice narrators. Um... Yeah, but we see the boy is obviously obsessed with pirates. He's you know, he's got that, you know, taste for grandeur and all all that stuff that every Disney main character has. Hmm. Um, one thing he has that not a lot of Disney ones have. At least one parent. <laughs> Come on, that's not bad for a male in a Disney film.
1: he has one parent that's around, both of them are technically alive.
0: Oh. oh yeah. Yeah, his dad left. Which is not from the original books, but, 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 but the having kind of him fits.
1: alive is like allegedly. You know, that's the thing. Okay. Yeah, but you can't prove he's dead. No, I can't. If a tree falls in a forest. Does it make a sound? Yes. I had this whole argument today.
0: It it does, but no one is there to care or prove it.
1: See, there were people complaining about the smell of a room, and I said, if there's no one in the room, does it really smell? Yeah, because the. No, but there's nothing in there that can
0: smell. Oh, is it the child that stinks?
1: That's what I was getting at.
0: Alright. Alright, so, yeah, we we see him as a boy, and then it does one of the smoothest cuts in Disney history, I'm saying. I didn't take any notice of it until everyone's, like, gushing about it, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty fucking well done. I didn't really think about it.
1: But that's that's, that's how it is well done, because you didn't think about
0: it. Yeah, it's not abrasive, which is... Technically a good thing. Um, but we see Jim become a, you know, a scumbag adolescent. Yeah. And he's not very happy, and he's got no future. It's very specific.
1: Well, I mean, he's, you know, he feels like he's been given up on, and that he has nothing to, like, he, he doesn't he have any motivation. On.
0: Yeah. Um, th- so that sort of sets him up, and his mother, who's... Doing our best to keep the Benbo Inn together. Which is a lot of, of their the house na- and their workplace. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like a weird coffee shop. Sort of. It's an inn. It's an inn. Yeah, um, it's a very bed and breakfast Just inn. Just
1: spaceport. Yeah, put like a small town. But
0: calling it the Benbow Inn, calling the ship the RLS Legacy. Ugh, fuck! I should have wrote down the guy's name, but RLS is the initials of the dude who wrote Treasure Island. My bad.
1: It's okay,
0: we'll let you off this one time. Right. um, Yeah, I liked it. it. It calls back good. Like, it's obviously written by people who actually care about the Pay source material. The yeah, thing, yeah. Yeah, and he's. You got Jim, and he's, you know, sad, and his mum don't really like him. The police say he. The, the AI robotic police specifically say he's a fucking loser.
1: Right to <laughs> his face! Right
0: in front of his mother!
1: They say two his mother in front of him.
0: Oh, that's pretty funny.
1: Robert Louis Stevenson.
0: Boom, sucker. There it is. Um, yeah, and he's outside stressing and then Green Lantern's origin story happens.
1: Pretty much.
0: An alien and a ship crashes. He's got the treasure chest. I like that scene too. This weird alien. He looks a bit like a totally common come in and he's ranting and raving about... The cyborgs whirring gears, clicking and clacking like the devil himself, mm. which makes me... I only know one robot devil, so I'm assuming future armor is canon now. Okay. If you like.
1: <laughs> sure.
0: I don't know. I, the, the way... A lot of the voice acting in this is really good.
1: It is. Mm. It's very, like... It's weird because it's not believable, but at the same point, you completely believe that this, anyway. is a, this is a true thing that could happen. Um I don't know. It's it's got like and I think it's the 70 thirty thing, that there's so much believable to the unbelievable that you don't even notice it. Mm.
0: Um with with this Billy Bones pirate arriving that's when your movie actually starts. He's got the treasure map to Treasure Planet, which is green and it has two satin rings over it. Literally shaped like an X because that's where the treasure be. Duh. Yeah, duh. Um,
1: I will say though, while we were watching it, I was very annoyed. Why? Because I was like if Jim had just closed the lid on the chest, he could have bought himself like a couple minutes. So when, when the old guy dies uh huh and hands the treasure map
0: to Jim. Yeah, and then the pirates that were chasing Bones come and just fucking ransack the inn. Yeah, but they ransack the,
1: the inn because the chest is there open. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, so he's obviously hidden it somewhere in here. If you had closed the chest, you would have had the time it would have taken them to open the chest.
0: They'd shoot it with a gun, and that's an entire second, Kai. What is wrong with you? They're not gonna I, sit there and I lock 50? I
1: think it would have helped.
0: They're not Ocean's Eleven. They're Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: I think it would have helped.
0: Alright, well... At any rate, the inn burns to the fucking ground. It does. They go to the Dog Doctor's Observatory. Okay. They did. They went to the observation
1: tower. I like that that's how you're going to call him for the rest of the film, because he's throughout the film now.
0: I mean, yeah. I wrote him down as Dr. Dobler, but I forget his first name. Dimwit Dunk... It's something. It starts, starts with a D. <laughs>
1: Clearly the character really had, like, a, you know, high Well, he's memorable,
0: or... but fuck, everyone's got, like, weird alien names.
1: They do all have weird alien names.
0: He's got the name of that chubby office worker in the old comics. Oh, Are... what? Just Google it.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> Just Google his fucking name, man. Um, Dilbert. Dilbert, yeah. See? Oh, look at me. Dilbert. Dil.
1: An anthropomorphic dog. And
0: anthropomorphic.
1: Anthropomorphic dog. Oh my lord. My, my English is bad.
0: I can see that. Um, I'm
1: trying though.
0: In that scene where they're like, hey look, this thing he gave me is a treasure map to Treasure Planet, we should fucking go get that. Also, um, I'm sad doesn't trust me because I'm a dead shit. In that scene, specifically, there's a lot of details I like. Um, the lighting... Like the the colors in this trigger they they trigger me really well as you watch it. But in this scene specifically in the deep canvas CG in the 2D animation everything's been made and like synchronized to have the flicker of the fireplace on it. Yeah, at all times. It's very it's very well done. It's like it's a dumb little detail that isn't necessary, but you appreciate that it's there.
1: You probably like it's again. It's not something that you notice, but if it wasn't there, it wouldn't feel
0: right. it it, it gives everything, like you said, it makes everything feel real despite it all being like alien sci-fi bullshit. Um, it also in this scene as well, you see a lot of um big words getting thrown around. Yes, I like it's. It's like the Batman animated series. It doesn't dumb it down for its audience.
1: No, not at all. It's very like, and it doesn't. But it doesn't just throw big words out there for the sake of using big words. It's just got intelligent it characters. It does. It in does it. explain what it is, but in a way that you're like, oh yeah, of course that's what it is. I knew that. Hmm. Like, it's not spelling it out for you.
0: Yeah, it doesn't fuck around. Yeah. Um. So it's a treasure map to the planet, which is. Flint's Trove, there's this Captain Flint, biggest famousest pirate of all time in space. Which they're called Spaces. I don't know it's just the name.
1: Well, it's different galaxies.
0: Yeah. Um and apparently all of his all of his golden doubloons have been stuck in a single planet.
1: It's it's a really nice
0: and fallback. The, hmm.
1: Because they use like the storybook at the beginning of the film sets it up so that you know... So you know who this like, guy is Like, as soon as they start happens. talking about it, they don't have to sit there and, like, stop the film and explain who it is. Yeah. You've already ha- you've got all of that back information. They double-check that, you know, you were paying attention. And then they move on. Yeah. Like, it's a very quick shift.
0: Yeah. So, they're going after this treasure... Um, they could rebuild the inn. They could do everything. It's, it's money. It's what it is. Um, and so Dilbert and Jim go into a. You know, they, they organize a expedition.
1: Yeah, because Dilbert is gonna be the financier, mm-hmm. and Jim is the one that can operate the map. Yeah, because they do point out early on that it's like a fucking Rubik's very, cube of a thing. Yeah, but he's very intelligent. Like, he's, you know... He's very... one of those people
0: that are smart, but also bored. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the thing. He's so smart that he's, you know, plays up. Yeah.
0: Um, so Dilbert organizes a crew and a ship. Yes. Right. His, his captain is Captain Amelia, who we mentioned, and may have potentially been, like, furry fuel for a lot of people of that era.
1: I think you're on the money, though.
0: I think I am. I'm glad I was dumb as shit in 2002, I guess. I wasn't sexually awoken. That's cool. That's one less thing I have to worry about. Nice. No. Um. I just remember wanting Morph as a pet. I, I didn't know. really want to hump anyone. No, I wanted Morph. If you want to, if you want to hump something, like subscribe. Uh, Let us know. It's by Dane Davis, by the way. I don't know who that is.
1: We, we didn't really talk about Morph, but...
0: He is oh. jam. I'll rant about him towards the end if you like. I got something.
1: He's from the Matrix. Oh, look at
0: that. I hmm. like <laughs> also complete useless detail. The original DVD of this totally stole Matrix's font for the main menu screen. They did. they did, right? We
1: were talking about that.
0: Um. All right. So you've got Captain Amelia and her second in command, Mister Arrow. Mhm. I like their um. They have a
1: good like, repertoire. Like- man. mean, yeah.
0: Um, So they're good, but he's also maybe cut the budget a little bit on the crew itself, which are clearly fucking pirates, to the point where the silhouettes of them coming into the Benbow Inn are plain as fucking day, the pirates on this ship. Yeah. Which is good. And it's not the mutiny reveal that is important in this movie. It's not the... It's not clear a clear fucking twist for dumb children to be seeing. Yeah. Because you know that they're going to turn. It's more about what um what how Silver does happen. and yeah. how it's going to play out. Um so yeah, the trickery of the film lies in people's allegiance in this mutiny. Yeah. So Jim has been left in the care of John Silver. Who is a...
1: Cyborg. Huh.
0: And I like the synth. Like, they build up to it really well. well that's I mean, different. we already know, but him in the kitchen, you can see that he's cutting something with a knife. You, it doesn't reveal any of it. You can see his live hand, and his face in a pot, so you can't see his cyborg eye. Yeah. And even as he turns around, his eyes are, like, squished closed, and he's drying his hands on his apron. So they they tease it in so well. Yeah. For a guy that's literally half his head, a shoulder, an arm, and a leg, cyborg parts. Yeah. They managed to like tuck it away for like two minutes. It's pretty impressive.
1: Um, and like the thing is, from exactly straight off, Jimmy's like onto. Oh it. heck no.
0: Yeah. Um, which um leads into another one of those weird little um. Maybe more of a statement about my mental state than the movie. But I like perps. There's, there's these plum things called perps. hmm Anyone wielding one has something over on the person they're talking to in this movie. It's a weird fact of life. That's true. Right? So, so Jim's there and he knows this guy's a cyborg. And they're going to this treasure that he's conveniently on the ship. And he's just thumbing around... He's holding and fiddling with one of these perps. Yeah. As he's, like, quietly sort of interrogating John Silver about he's, this Billy he's Bones guy.
1: very, very smart about, like... He's, he doesn't just come out and be like, do you know Billy Bones? No, he's, he, like, oh. he's
0: tiptoeing the, I'm fucking yeah. so onto you, you idiot. Fuck off. Right? And then later on, when his smart mouth gets him into trouble with another member of the crew. Yeah, um, Silver grabs him, and he's got a fucking perp. And he's like, you ever squeeze one really fucking hard? Mm-hmm. And then he, like, breaks the dude's bug arm? And when the tables turn and scripts like, Silver, you're going soft, the way he's demonstrating a fucking a soft thing is him pincing one of those perps.
1: And earlier in the film, mm-hmm. the client at the Benbow... Is calling out for perp juice. Is she, because she has something over Sarah.
0: Who's struggling to keep up with the fucking in on her own right now that the father's gone. Ho ho! Perps are important. And stupid. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: I, I like what you were telling me yesterday about the fact that they were like, calling a purple fruit a perp is stupid. It's like calling an orange fruit and yeah, I was watching. moving on.
0: Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, I like, there's a lot of good scenes in this, not just the big action ones, but the subtle ones, like Jim and Silver meeting for the first time and talking about Billy Bones is good. Yeah. And then you immediately see that they're very similar people, because Amelia's like, well, you two are working together, and they're both like, oh, what the fuck? But almost synchronized in it.
1: Yeah. Because he's
0: clearly the father figure of this movie.
1: Which he is in the book, too. Yeah.
0: But, um, yeah, that that's what I mean about we don't know where he's going to go when the shit hits the fan. Yeah. Which makes it sort of... I, I, I'm not going to say a thriller. It's a kid's movie, but it's got tensity to it.
1: I mean, I think you can still call it a thriller. It's thrilling.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. It's got that... Mystery. Yeah. It's a Scooby-Doo adventure. Um, So you've got... The first Goo Goo Dolls thing mm-hmm. is the sequence of
1: after they just like, take off mm. from um, the spaceport and Silver's like
0: and Scroop you mentioned earlier the big spider dude with a does he have a beard no no he has a, he has big sideburns he got wispy it's gross hair he looks like the the fucking guy from Phantasm um, kind of he's like the kid is on to you bro. I mean, it's they clear as and He's very like, subtle about it. no, and he's like, well, I'll just keep him busy, work his ass off, and then you got the mo- you got the montage of him working his ass off and them slowly building a camaraderie.
1: But that's the thing; it starts off. He's like, oh, I'll just put him to work, like it's fine, and then they have that really like
0: they talk about his dad, yeah, and all that shit.
1: Um, and you know, I think that changes a lot between that relationship because then it's not just about keeping him busy so that he doesn't cotton on to what they're doing. And it ends with them about.
0: having the de- the deeper meaning full about what happened to Silver in the first place. So he's mm. like, he lo- you sacrifice a few things, tracing it during, But he literally means half his body, which kind of fucked up.
1: Yeah. But like, he also you know, it builds that relationship and it kind of makes you think oh, well, no, he's like a really good guy, he's on Jim's side. Mm. And then you kind of see like, as the movie progresses, you're like Oh, maybe he's not. Oh, wait, maybe he is. Oh, like, you like,
0: The topsy turviness of it's really That's good. what
1: builds that. You never know which side he's lying to.
0: Yeah, you don't know where the chips are going to fall.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. After that, that whole thing ends with a... big, like, asteroid battle followed by a black hole that yep. they have to escape. Um,
1: Stargon, supernova.
0: Yeah, th- this is when... Mr. Arrows dies. He floats off into the void. Yeah. Um, And a detail in here, I was going to save to the end, but it, it, here it needs to be explained. Another thing that triggers all my like weird detail problems that I get caught up on, like the fruit in this movie, mm-hmm. is colors.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm,
0: I've studied colors a lot in my time.
1: Yeah, color theory is a thing that everyone in this household is pretty set on.
0: Yeah, you're an art teacher and I have a undisclosed career.
1: I like that <laughs> I'm the one that should have a secret co- career and we're just like...
0: Just this is a school-based thing. podcast, you're a teacher, you're allowed.
1: Okay.
0: Sort of. Hmm. Um, so, at any rate, um, throughout the start of the movie... Jim Hawkins has his sunken dark eyes and his black jacket on, mm-hmm. and throughout the montage, he slowly loses the jacket and starts going into a muted green-gray-brown.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyone who's overly studied the original Star Wars trilogy will see characters, um, you know, how their outfits portray them. Mm-hmm. He's obviously a dark, sad kid, like Luke Skywalker was when he wore the black outfit. And then the reveal of him being a good guy after all when it unfolds and it's white padding underneath. You know, that shit. I'm
1: so surprised that you know that shit, but yeah.
0: It's colors.
1: You haven't watched Star Wars. I don't care.
0: I've seen it all by proxy. That's not how. Yeah, have sure. seen images yeah. of it. I, I get it. Um, so you got all that. And Jim's doing the same. He's slowly getting brown. Mm-hmm. And then he feels responsible for Mr. Arrows' death because his lifeline is missing. Yeah. It's what he was in
1: charge of. Yeah, and he
0: puts the black jacket back on because it's cold. And I'm like, ah, ah he's falling back into being sad.
1: Depression. Let me just put
0: my sad hoodie on. I like that movie characters have the equivalent of sad tracksuit pants. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we all got them. Um Yeah, that, that he has and then he has another huge fucking deep and meaningful with with Silver. And that's, um, that that scene is seen by Scroop, mm-hmm. who's like the one threat in this movie, really. And then then he gets mad at Silver for being a bitch. Mm-hmm. What?
1: You're God. right. Just, I just read something that I'm going to come up to later. And okay. It's making me question everything.
0: My word. Um, mm-hmm. And him... He doesn't trust Silver to man their little pirate thing anymore. Yeah. So he's starting to do a mutiny inside this mutiny.
1: Which is fun.
0: Which is great. It's a kid's movie. It doesn't give a shit that it's for children. No. But kids can normally work this shit out. It's the same argument we have with the animated series. If you treat them like kids, they're going to respect you less. Yeah. It's it's a thing. Um,
1: But that's the thing. It also shows the thing that, like, just because you're what would be classed as a bad person doesn't mean that you can't change.
0: Yeah, it's all grey lines. It's not, oh, that guy's a villain, oh, that guy's a good guy. Yeah. Um,
1: Which is, I think, that's an, an important lesson for kids to learn because, you know, a lot of people try and treat it like it's black and white.
0: Some crackheads are nice.
1: I wouldn't go far. All right. Well. But not all crackheads are evil drug addicts because... They're just evil people.
0: Look, not every dude with piercings is mean.
1: <laughs> I could take this somewhere, but I'm planning not to. Okay.
0: Um, so, Scroop's like, hey, Buster, you're a big fucking girly boy. You have a friend now. And he's like, nah. In fact, I'm r- real mean. I didn't even mean those nice things I said about the nice boy. who was is just
1: trying to keep him on side.
0: Boom. Who is in the perps. Yeah. He was in the barrel with the fruit, learning revelations he's not supposed to be aware of. Yeah. See, everyone has one up on the other in this if they got the fruit.
1: Gotta let the fruit.
0: Mm, conspiracy. Um, so when he's trying to sneak out after this little meeting, Silva realizes that he was there for this little meeting,
1: yeah.
0: and that's another moment when. Shit gets not good and bad, but, like, shit hits the fan a bit.
1: Well, yeah. Because
0: Jim doesn't give him a chance to either be a good guy or a bad guy. He punches his cyborg leg and fucking bolts. Yeah. Because you you can't really trust the guy no matter what he's going to do.
1: And, I mean, you know, Jim has shown that he's actually quite an emotional character. Hmm. Throughout the montage and throughout the...
0: Throughout the movie. Like, he's...
1: But that's when you first meet him, you're just like, oh, he's, you know, a sookie teenager. Yeah. And then you realize, no, he's actually very much trying to follow this story of how, um... There's there's particularly a scene where they let down one of the longboats... And
0: he's waiting to chart a course, and he just doesn't know what to do with his life. Yeah. He's just kind of stuck in, you know, like, he's, he's in thing. his little
1: You The limbo. part where you see, like, um, what's his name goes off on the longboat, and Jim has, like, flashbacks to his father leaving. Yeah. And then he pulls back, and he's like, are you going to, like, get in, or are you just going to, like... Yeah. So you see that he is very driven by his emotions, and that... You know he will trust his gut instinct.
0: Yeah, he's a real fucking land of a guy.
1: And then, but then, yeah, yeah, he is.
0: Um, yeah, and once Silver knows the jig is up, that's when the pirates do their thing. They put their little flag up and me Yeah, all, all the all the stuff happens. Um, we get a few really show off. Look at our sweet deep canvas scenes throughout here. Yeah, we did. You've got all the chase scenes like on foot through it. Through the ship as everyone, like, as all the good guys try to escape with the map. Yeah. Um, And then immediately after, you've got them escaping onto the planet.
1: The planet is so deep canvassed.
0: Yeah, and you've got their their little lifeboat ship, which is another piece of deep canvas, mm. crashing on this other deep canvas planet and, like, smashing and all the 2D animated characters flop out. That's the thing about the deep canvas in this. They chose to do the ship in deep canvas. Yeah. Like, that's where most of the movie is, guys.
1: Yeah. Hmm. It's fine.
0: I mean, it looks great. Yeah. I'm sure it was a pain in the ass to do.
1: Well, it's fine. Um, I'm sure it didn't, you know.
0: Just it, it really. I've
1: using Deep Canvas multiple times.
0: It's just it proves Deep Canvas as a fucking tool is like really great and I'd like to see more of it, I warrant. Hey. But we'll get to that later.
1: Welcome to hand drawn animation.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that later too.
1: We got a team over here.
0: Oh, I'm going to need that tinfoil for my hat. Um. Yeah, uh, this is when we meet Ben, we're on the island, all the good guys have like skidded into one spot, all the bad guys are in another.
1: Very um, pirate standoff.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's talk about color some more. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry to keep coming back to this, but it just, it proves that they took time to really craft this thing. Like, it is definitely a passion piece of love mm. that the guys spent all this time. Like, they obviously didn't do a script and settle. Yeah. The, the, the amount of, like, e- energy that you can feel in the creation. Not just the deep canvas, but the storytelling. Everything down to literally the colours.
1: Yeah. Um, it was so, very, like, detail-picked.
0: So, the original image of Treasure Planet at the start is green as fuck. Mm-hmm. Everything like that comes green. out of the map is green as fuck. Yep. And any scene of danger or threat is orange. Yes. Throughout this movie, like, if you look at the, the wooden grid, you know, like the skylight into the, the kitcheny area, you can see the wood that that's made out of change tone, like physically, depending on what scene it's in. Yeah. If the pirates are doing something that jeopardizes lives, it'll be orange, but it'll be a mossier green color if they're on the right track. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird detail. So, when they get to the planet, it's mushroomy and green. Alright, they're safe. They find Ben. They have their little hideout. The pirates don't emerge till sunset when it's orange.
1: It's
0: just... I was about to talk about this meeting when Silver and and Jim have their talk, but... It's like golden hour orange. And I I like... I like colours being used because we're in this weird... Just... Tedious era of color in movies. Every single poster is blue and orange. Every fucking movie we discussed this in our Suicide Squad has a big blue light going on the ceiling. It's really satisfying to see other colors used and used well. Yeah, because uh, it's, it's not really done anymore. Everything looks like the Tron Legacy poster now. Um. Yeah. All right. So colors aside, this meeting's good. When he's like, hey, why don't why the both of us just take the treasure and fucking out or fuck everyone? Yeah. And he's like, well, you fucking, you betrayed me and you're kind of evil. So, like, no. But even he gets, like, threatening about it as well. Mm-mm. And I like that he, I like that he even, like, mocks the piratey way Silver talks in it. Like, he doesn't fuck around at all. It's pretty great. No, he
1: had his little heartbroken
0: they both did, in a way.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't care about his... All right, he so, just cares about his home. So Jim
0: Hawkins is heartbroken, yeah. because his father figure turns out to be like a scumbag and went back For on a lot of things the second he time. Said. Yeah. And meanwhile, you've got poor John Silver, who cares about this kid, mm. but has also literally given up 50% of his body to chase this dream and is so close. Yeah. So no one's really doing well. Even the fucking strawberry jam has a tense decision of which way to go in this bit. The floaty jam. Did Flick in Pogonis ever have like a really deep I've got to make a choice here moment?
1: Flick doesn't bit me who does.
0: Exactly. Most, it's
1: mostly because he wants the cookies.
0: The amount of like, yeah, well, that's that's not really the level of heart and emotion I'm aiming for here, is it? It's oh, a saltine cracker. You fucking ass. They looked like really good cookies. They looked like wood.
1: I would be. Enough. Hmm.
0: What about that big, the big cookie that the mouse dips in?
1: Aristocrats. Yeah,
0: I know a lot of people like that one.
1: I know, there's an entire Babish episode
0: about it. What's your favourite animated food? I don't I don't want to like do a weird, impromptu homework on you, but it's always a good question. I don't know. Ooh. I'm not sure. As dumb as this is, Purple float from Jimmy Neutron.
1: Nah.
0: Because it don't look like a grape soda, so I'm getting a grape Mountain Dew vibe, and I'm like, what the fuck's that like? And then I'm just more... I'm so curious that I don't care if it's good or bad. I just, I'm just, just curious now.
1: All right. Well, if you're listening, Babish, you're on.
0: Yeah, mix grape soda and Mountain Dew together in a cup for me. Hmm. Hmm. Think about that. Um, so... Everybody's heartbroken. Yeah, everyone's sad, and Jim realizes they're trying to get the map from him, but mm-hmm. he don't got the map.
1: Yeah, he realizes it was morph.
0: Yeah, so neither of them have it. It's still back on the ship. Yeah. So they go and get it. Yeah. A very orange ship, which obviously means trouble, wow. if you're going by uh, color theory. Um, and that's another good chase too, because Scroop has been hanging back on the ship, sort of. Well, like,
1: yeah, you're not going to send everyone. Yeah,
0: you're not just going to wander out of their space SUV and let it float away. Yeah. Um. So there's more chase scenes there with the deep canvas. That one of him chasing Jim through, like,
1: the galley.
0: Yeah, and like they're throwing barrels and shit. Like, it's all pretty fucking impressively done.
1: The whole movie is impressive. Mm.
0: But there's clear moments where they're like, check it out, guys, let deep canvas. Do
1: passion projects.
0: Passion projects matter. A leader. Has he got any other examples? Nightwing. Oh, yeah, the Nightwing comic.
1: The one that you're currently reading. Yeah, it's good. So they like, stay away from it. I thought you
0: meant the character as a whole. I'm stupid. I mean,
1: I like him, too. Even that's want. kind of a
0: passion project, too. It's, like, an a, important attempt to break him away from being Batman sidekick and being a Titan. Um, yeah. yeah, passion projects usually turn out pretty fucking great, don't they? <laughs> I think a lot of the things we cover are passion projects. They're yeah, for us, anyway. Well, because they clearly have, like... The energy put into them that sort of grabs my attention. And
1: that's the thing. I think you can tell when something is made by people that want to make it. Yeah. And that, you know, even when people try and... Like, Cool World is the best example. They tried to fuck that up as much as they could.
0: One guy really wanted that movie to happen. No one else on the crew cared.
1: But that's the thing. And
0: you can feel his frustration in the movie. It's so weird. You can tell
1: when something has bones and you can tell when something has heart Mm. and heart will capture your attention a hundred times more. Yeah. Because it's just like, there's, it's, it's that one spark that you're like, this could have been the greatest thing ever. I don't know why it's not like, why is this not a cult thing?
0: Mm. Um, and it is a passion project. Um, Again, those little details that clearly meant something to someone. Yeah. Because Scroop dies in this scene. The exact so same that way so he kills. Satisfying. It's it's the exact same way that Mr. Arrow got copped. Yeah. And I'm sorry to call him Mr. Arrow. That's just his fucking name. His first name, I guess, is Mr. Yeah. Um Yeah, and I do love that's gotta be like the worst way to fucking die, I'm just realising. I was gonna say him it's, up into space. I was about to say that it's gotta be a A bad way to die frozen to death in space, knowing that you were bested by a kid in a rat tail who, uh, in a deleted scene, is revealed to be 15 years old. You're defeated by an angsty teenager with a rat tail. He's mad at you. But then I realize we're in the Ethereum. We're not in space. He's not going to freeze to death immediately. He is going to float in the void until starvation ends his life. Yep, yep. Or he gets clocked by a meteorite. Yep, yep. Neither are good. That's great. At least fucking Mr. Arrow goes into a black hole where I assume there's no oxygen and the pressure's enough to crush a planet. It should be enough to crush a dude.
1: Well, that already might, like, pop out somewhere else.
0: <laughs> he pops out of one of the fucking orange portals in Endgame. Yeah. He's like, whoa, what are we doing? Punching this purple guy? Right. But, yeah, I just I just realized that death is actually, like, way more fucked up than it is. Cool. It's good to rewatch movies people die worse than you remember as a kid um when jim comes back Mm -hmm. everyone who is a good guy is now hostage yeah and the pirates are making another move which again i like about silver's character he it's not that he's trying to take the easy way out because he's lazy he's trying like not to hurt this kid
1: at the and same the kid time will bounce
0: back to... at him, and then he always has to up the ante. He yeah. was the one who triggered the mutiny. He's the one who took hostages. But it's never what he wanted to do in the first place. Yeah. Um, so they follow the map all together in a big group. Yeah, most of which are tied up, but in a group. Um, and they get to the end of the treasure map.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: realize the orb is, like the map itself is like a key.
1: Well, no, they they get very annoyed that there's nothing there.
0: Yeah, because they haven't quite pieced it together yet. And then Jim
1: once again manages to be smarter than everybody else.
0: They're pirates. They didn't go to school, I assume. Um, So, not only is Flint's Trove, the loot of a thousand worlds, treasure planet, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: not only is it a place where there's treasure buried, it's a device, not a planet. I want to know how Flint got it. It is. But don't worry, they cancelled the sequel, so any chance of a prequel are definitely not happening. Um,
1: funny enough that you bring up a sequel, because it had nothing to do with a prequel.
0: I know, but if if they have proven themselves twice, they'd probably get a prequel. That's usually how it works now. This is true. Um, so it's also a portal device. It is the Stargate. It is the Aperture Science Portal Gun. yeah. So their little map. It can
1: map, take them to anywhere in the galaxies.
0: Well, because when they first reveal the map, it shows like the cosmos, I guess. And once he plugs it into the planet itself, it's like a little one. Yeah. And you can sort of click and zoom a place, and a door opens. Which is how Captain Flint would go in, take all the treasure, and disappear without a trace every time. Yeah. He pretty much night crawls his way in, and then night crawls his way out. Bamf, b a m f.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that's a cool reveal.
1: Yeah, it's really, it's like an awesome...
0: In that pop-up book at the start when they say he vanishes without a trace, you don't... It's not that you don't think about it or that you don't care, it's you don't realise that that's important.
1: Well, it's not something that people can do. Yeah. Because, again,
0: everyone is limited to 70% Victorian-era technology.
1: But that's the thing. When you hear something like that, like, you can understand why people don't believe it. But Jim has proven that he doesn't believe just what he's told.
0: Hmm. He has to make a course and he has to stick to it. Otherwise, he is sad. Yeah. And this is the course he's stuck to.
1: Yeah. But it's a cool reveal.
0: So they portal themselves to the core, which is the treasure Once floating again, in the middle.
1: Jim works it out. Yeah, Jim
0: works it out. Um, and
1: where it starts to get very CG and it doesn't look as good as it could,
0: because they're they're doing a lot of big sweeping cameras like shots of looking. the treasure. I right, know, but they got to do. So
1: bad looking.
0: But every shot has like a thousand coins individually in it. I can see why why it struggles. But I don't have a better explanation for you. Oh, I know. You you take the good with the bad, I guess. Um, But another thing in that treasure trove is the old dusty-ass ship of Flint, who Mm -hmm. is also there holding Ben's brain. Because as he's dying, his final wish is to make sure no one ever touches his treasure. Which is a
1: very very piratey thing to do. If I can't have it, no one will.
0: And Ben's like the robot in charge of the planet, so he just—he's the one that knows everything. Yeah, and he left him like—he left him mentally unwell, just in in the front yard. I'm
1: not crazy, I'm just a little. Old. I've
0: just literally had most of my core memories just pocketed nice. by a dick. <laughs> um, and then Jim plugs him in, mm. because I like that he's looking at the ship, not necessarily. I mean, he's looking for a way to escape, but he's also, like, awestruck when he sees Captain Flint as well. It's not about the treasure, it's about the adventure.
1: Yeah, well, and that's, you know, he didn't realise it was going to be the thing that he was going to stick to.
0: Yeah. So, Ben re- remembers, he, he gets plugged back in, and he goes, oh good, we're all going to die. Cool. <laughs> and Which, then the booby trap goes off.
1: And that's the thing, the booby trap... Like, it conveniently waits until Ben remembers that it's a thing. I
0: mean, it's probably However, a slow process to destroy it, an uh, earth. Mm,
1: <laughs> you see it...
0: Immediately. There's like a little tripwire at the door. Yeah.
1: And that's the thing. Like, it's enough to prepare you that something bad is going to happen. Yeah. So that it's not such a shock when something bad does happen.
0: Yeah. It, it's It's got a nice... This whole movie's got a nice sinister undertones.
1: Yeah, but it's not like...
0: It's not too subtle, it and it's just, not too it obvious either. doesn't just stab either.
1: you straight away. Like,
0: no, it's, it's got a nice fucking bubble under the surface. It kind of just plays
1: so that it's like, if you're paying attention, Ooh. you'll see what's going
0: on. It has a sinister symbol. Ooh. Ooh, I'm writing that down, as I said. Um, yep, so... Jim starts to get the ship working so he can get the fuck out of there. Uh, Ben's with him. hmm The core starts to crumble as shit starts falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um... Silver looks around, sees his guys skedaddling. He sees all the treasure that he ever wanted in his entire life sinking into, like, nothing. I guess they're already in the core. It's just kind of, like, crumbling in on itself. Mm -hmm. And then he sees Jim, like, about to leave. he's like, what the fuck, man? And he goes and gets on the ship. And again, he's all... He's like, well, why don't we just get out of here? Yeah. Let's take what's already on this ship and just go our ways and you know jim ain't having none of it because obviously why would you trust him at this point he's betrayed you like nine times at this point yeah um and then they're bickering long enough that the ship they're on starts to get like lasered by all the crumbling shit
1: yeah extreme punk
0: it's steampunk, but it's not the annoying, let's spray paint on Earth gun gold and wear a big hat kind of steampunk.
1: It's actual steampunk.
0: Yeah. The real shit. Um, so, Jim falls out of the boat. He's, like, hanging on for dear life on, like, a, a cliff nearby as the whole thing crumbles around them. And Silver, like, looks at him and his treasure and he tries to get both and he can't. And he's like, son of a bitch. And he lets the ship go and he saves uh, Jim.
1: Yeah,
0: and then they both, you know, escape to their ship, or the the original, the Legacy with Captain Amelia and ben. Dilbert, who I wrote down, and Ben's there too. But um, Ben
1: now knows how to use everything on the ship because he's smart again.
0: Yeah, he knows how to pilot because he has
1: a brain. Great.
0: I mean, he's the tin. No, he's the Scarecrow in the, in the Wizard of Oz. Um, they they try to escape. They can't. Well, they know
1: that they're not going to have enough time to get far enough away from the planet before it explodes.
0: And then again, you've got callbacks to earlier. You see Jim, who likes to, I guess, what would be the equivalent of, like, kite surfing? Yeah. And they they quickly build something similar out of shrapnel so he can go ahead, change where the portal's pointing to, and they can get away from this crumbling planet. Yeah. That's a cool scene. Um... You're better off watching it than hearing us explain it word for word. It, it's tense. It's fire. It's pretty great. And the way they...
1: It's a near escape.
0: Yeah. Um, and the, sh- the little, like, surfboard thing that he's on... Yeah. Again, is deep canvassed. But the fact that they map his feet onto it so good without him, like, sliding around for convenience... Yeah. I was kind of impressed by that, this watch. Because you know how, like... Let's go back to Cool World as an example... You know how nothing like aligns properly, like when Brad Pitt puts his arms over his girlfriend's shoulder, he's like this far off. Yeah, I'm gesturing it like a subway sandwich of inaccuracy. Yeah, which is another good quote. <laughs> but this fucking locks it down so hard. It's really it's well built. They escaped back to pretty much near where Jim lives.
1: The spaceport. Yeah.
0: Um, All the pirates are tied up and about to be, you know, arrested when they get to, I was going to say get to land, but get to planet, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Jim lets Silver escape, which is nice. They're kind of buddies. And on his way out, he hands him like a pocket full of treasure to rebuild the inn. Yeah. Which I love. They never reveal that he's specifically one of the pirates that burns down that fucking inn.
1: I mean, they don't hide the fact,
0: they just don't... Jim knows he's after the treasure. He doesn't, and he knows that we're looking out for the cyborg. He doesn't know he was there until he's, like, here for your dear mother. And I'm like, well, don't tell him now. He's letting you go. Like, I burnt down your house. So long. It's nice. Um, but yeah, they, they both part their ways, but on good enough terms and Jim decides that he's his own man. He has to chart his own course you can't just be this dude's co-pilot forever Mm -hmm. um and then he goes and joins the academy and their white uniform Mm -hmm. completing his color palette cycle from sad to brown to good guy
1: yes
0: that's the cycle you got your, you got your sad you got your brown you got your good those are all the options Mm mm-hmm um, Let's see. The the cat captain and the dog doctor have children, thus ending the greatest racial feud in animation history. Cats and dogs. Okay. What you don't think that's the most interracial thing ever? Cats and dogs aren't friends, man.
1: Yeah.
0: There's an entire movie about it. It's called Cats and Dogs. Toby Maguire was in it. I'm pretty. Sure I'm not gonna the let him forget that. that. There is. It's not important. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So the movie ends. Everyone sort of has a happy ending, except for the prison, the pirates. Who, if it's anything like Victoria, will p- probably hung off camera. Well, I mean,
1: yeah, i you nearly done.
0: I'm pretty much done with the movie you? until I get onto my like tinfoil hat stuff. I'm I'm good. If you're it's ready, it's
1: possible that they went to Botany Bay.
0: Is that what's that? So is that the sequel we're talking?
1: When when. This was just about to release Thomas Schumacher, who was the like Walt Disney Feature Animation president at the time. Uh-huh. He, he saw great possibility in Treasure Planet.
0: It's a very good movie. He, We've he obviously like, said that
1: we can have a sequel. We'll have a TV show. We'll
0: have that video game that wasn't very good, but I have anyway.
1: We'll have one <laughs> of those too. Um, so they started Disney video games. Oh, it's wonderful. So they started working on Treasure Planet 2. Yeah. Not using any of the original dudes, of course.
0: Oh, okay. As,
1: as in and.
0: I mean, none of those straight-to-VHS sequels ever did, did they?
1: Okay, so in the sequel, Jim uh-huh. and his love interest <gasps> and classmate from the Royal Interstellar Academy...
0: Which I like that they're following that along.
1: ...would team up once again with John Silver... In order to stop Ironbeard from freeing the inmates of Botany Bay Prison.
0: Damn, I thought it was going to be like Too Fast, Too Furious, where where the good guy has to team up with like the shitty dude from his past. Guess who I mean, missed. it's kind of that.
1: Guess who was going to play Ironbeard?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we missed the fuck out here.
1: William Dafoe.
0: That's right, Spider-Man, are you in Ooh. or out? <laughs>
1: But, you know, it was cancelled because Trophy Planted terribly at the box office.
0: It did terribly well. Why don't we talk about that? Are you, are you, do you have any final go thoughts? for it. The movie's good. I was relieved. Because, like I said at that the start, I was up. I was scared. I would go back and be like, this is shit. It was Which bad. I have that emotion every time we go back and watch a Disney movie, I'm noticing. Because I was a bit worried with *Atlantis*. Should have been more worried about the Atlantis sequel. Ladies and gentlemen, they did like a three episode pilot that they knocked back and then just put out as a sequel. It's fucking weird, dude. All right.
1: right. Budget.
0: Now, we've covered the movie itself. I love it. It's uh, beauty and detail and delight puts it high on my shelf of Disney movies. But that's the problem right fucking there, isn't it? Disney. The fact it's a Disney movie. Um, Now, my kaya here. Loves all the shiny twinkles of Disney, does she not? She do. She do. But in order to create light, there must be darknesslessness. So proud of that stupid line. Um That's right, okay, like. Harry Potter. That's right, hey fuck you. That's right, like, ladies and future boys. I've got my Disney conspiracy hat on. It's tin foil, but it has like two little tin foil balls on each side. You know what I'm saying? Visual. Okay, it.
1: Epcot.
0: Oh yeah, I'd look like two Epcots on a big head. <laughs> all right, so I'm that. <laughs> Alright, because this movie was fucking murdered by the powers that be. Murdered. They took it out into the street and they hung it for all to see. Um,
1: it is Victorian. Yeah.
0: And why is that do you ask? Well, the same answer I give to most every conspiracy questioning. Qui bono, Kyle. Who benefits? No one. Ah, it's all about fucking money, man. Profit over people. It's been coming up a lot recently on the news. But Disney did it they did not. <laughs> no, they did not. But it's... I believe
1: that that is a lie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright, so. We've discussed Deep Canvas. It was used in very few but key moments in Tarzan. Right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't used in a lot. It was mostly the Vine scenes, which were like all the trailers and all the... That's the showy-offy part of that movie, right? Mm-hmm. But um, But, you know, that... All those moments in Tarzan still hold up if you mute the fucking Phil Collins soundtrack. I like Phil Collins. Shut up. (laughs) You're wrong. You're wrong. You're not just wrong, you're stupid. That's a DreamWorks quote from a different movie. I don't actually mean it. I Um, might
1: be wrong, I might be stupid, you might be single.
0: Now, Treasure Planet, Kyle. Mm -hmm. Alright. That was almost entirely made of deep Mm canvas. Instead of just some bits. The ship is built... That's like... Shit, man, that's like two-thirds of the movie. Yeah, it's the background of most of the film. Mm -hmm. All right. So they released this movie. It came out in theaters against Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Santa Claus 2, which is another Disney movie. (laughs) Really? Yeah, so they didn't even bring it out up to, you know, compete with a James Bond and a Harry Potter but they were putting their own movies up against it, yeah. mm-hmm, and it had some of the worst fucking publicity and advertisements ever. All right, like I shit you not. While Lilo and Stitch the same year had Stitch crashing classic Disney trailers, he was there at the ball with uh, Beauty and the Beast. I think I remember him being a little mermaid too, right? I think he's there on the rock when it, when the wave comes. Did you you remember these ads, Kyle? Kind of. Um, I mean, shit, he got to toilet paper the Disney castle at the theme park. He did. No, no one was happy about it. They took it down immediately. But they gave, they had the balls to do that with Stitch, a mm-hmm. movie that used CGI, which is you know relatively cheap over its hand for animation, but it didn't use deep canvas.
1: Either.
0: All right, so Treasure Planet got the other end of the stick in trailers. It got that shitty kids movie narrator that everyone would know if they heard it. I specifically remember him from the Hey Arnold movie. Not the recent one that was good, but the original, like, straight-to-DVD one. Mm Mm-hmm. It was at the start of, like, my Rugrats VHS or something. Otherwise, I wouldn't remember it.
1: Ken, I'm gonna be really horrible.
0: Hmm?
1: I'm gonna bring up... You know the toilet paper thing you're so proud of?
0: I'm just... I'm saying that he got PR. Lilo and Stitch had heaps of PR. That
1: wasn't until, like, four years after the film came out.
0: Weird. Why did they do it then? Um,
1: I'm... It was to do with them opening the ride.
0: Oh. Uh-huh. Well, again. They
1: redid Alien with Stitch's Great Escape.
0: He still had those fancy trailers. So it was
1: 2004.
0: And obviously they had faith in Stitch.
1: Yeah.
0: A cheaper movie to make than Treasure Planet. Was, no, just... no you're, you're right. I just... I, obviously... had to con- I
1: had to confirm my dates because I, mm. I had a feeling it was to do with the ride, not to do with the film.
0: Well, obviously he's always had a stronger PR than Treasure Planet.
1: Stitch got, is up there with Tinkerbell.
0: I mean, yeah. So, the really shitty kids movie trailer guy, mm-hmm. he come in and he shows off Ben of all characters. Ben is in 50% of this trailer. Go back and watch it. It's fucking terrible. And it's, it and it's quotes like, three unlikely heroes. And it means Jim Hawkins, it means Ben, and it means Morph. Those are your three main characters going up against the villain who's going to be the villain the whole time. Spoiling the movie. Silver. Yep, Like, they I don't even think they watched the movie.
1: Well, it probably wasn't done yet.
0: The trailer's bad. It is fucking like a joke. It looks like someone made it for the sake of cringe, like parody. cringe. Kyle. It Maybe. don't matter. Maybe. They think Morph and Ben are main characters.
1: Morph is a main character.
0: No, man. This new Harry Potter movie is great. We've got all the main characters. We've got Harry Potter. we got... The owl. And we got the fucking car. We got the flying car guys. All the main characters are there. That's what this trailer was doing. Headfoot's kind of the main character. I don't think he's above Ron and Ginny and Hermione and all the humans, frankly. Alright. Yep, yeah, and yeah, and it spoils the ending and the plot.
1: As and, all great trailers do. And
0: it's like a for a summer blockbuster, they sure released it in winter.
1: <laughs> it was released in November.
0: It's whatever it is, it's the opposite. It was not during like good school holidays or nothing like that. It was designed yeah. specifically for people to go, Oh, maybe we'll pick up the VHS or DVD later on, it's no big deal. Yeah. That's exactly how they let it happen. That's how they, they, did they let it
1: come
0: go. I know, but they did it to this movie.
1: Particularly at this time period too.
0: Mm, Eisner's a Titus. And they went behind his back to have this movie made, Kyle.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm, Do you think maybe that put a target on their back? Yeah. You, you know what else might have? The fucking amount of effort that it takes to do Deep Canvas. Well, yeah. This movie, uh, well, every Disney movie after this, had no budget or room to develop because they obviously prov- proven that it was a failure. Um, the 2D ones did anyway. We got Brother Bear coming out. And we got Home on the Range that came out after this. Both of these are terrible. Mm. Not made by like famous Disney creators. Not doing anything new or unique. Just peddling along making crap.
1: Yeah.
0: But meanwhile we're seeing Pixar do Finding Nemo at the same time. And The Incredibles at the same time. From this point, Disney animation starts to look a lot like Pixar. We have Meet the Robinsons and Bolt come out next. Still not the great. Is great. Still not great, but proving it's Meet an easier Robinson's way to make is a movie. Great. No, it's bad. I cried at Bolt.
1: Meet the Robinsons is great.
0: You're insane. You're in more insane than me right now, and it I just amazing. and I said a movie was shot dead by a company. Right, but at this point, we also get Tangled, record Ralph and Frozen coming out at the end of this. So obviously, due to the way we're advertising and publicizing and doing our films, obviously 2D's not good. People don't like 2D. It's not something we did. Deep Canvas, Now we couldn't have time for that. People don't like it because we don't release it properly. Mm. Mm. As I mentioned in my trivia about all the Deep Canvas at the start of this, it took over a thousand men and women on deck to create this movie.
1: Gee.
0: This is my to my best abilities, Kaya. Frozen 2's animation department had seventy-five people in it. Yeah. That's less than a thousand. That's a lot of less mouths to feed, no, people to pay. That's
1: fine, that's fine.
0: Hand drawn animation is slow and a drawn out process, no pun intended. So Disney put this movie out specifically to say, oh, I guess hand-drawn animation's dead. Let's do cheaper, easier method of computer animation. I'm sure it doesn't, I mean, don't worry that it doesn't carry the weight of seeing all the individual line work in every frame of 101 Dalmatians on a nice new TV. Which actually looks really fucking great, by the way.
1: Dude, go back, get a really fancy TV, watch like Aladdin.
0: Yeah, and you can see all like the grey light of the original art. It's fucking beautiful. beautiful. But no, 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 fuck that. That's too annoying. Um, It feels cheaper and soulless in comparison. Um, Let's end our Disney renaissance right here and then and focus on our dollar, but it'll be okay because commerce is more important than the art. (laughs) Which I think might have been an Eisner quote, wasn't it? Like specifically. (laughs) Can't tell me I'm wrong on that. He sucked. Uh Uh-huh. And that's why we now only make movies we already made. Because adults take their kids for false nostalgia and we don't need to take a risk ever again. Stay tuned for Koala, Which I pronounced wrong. Cruella, She's not <laughs> was, a koala. I was going to say, isn't
1: there an R
0: in that What movie? are the other live action remakes they're doing currently? Is there going to be a Peter Pan one? we got Milan coming. There was another one that made me go, why? But I do that with all of them. Beauty and the
1: Beast. Oh. Aladdin. No,
0: those Aladdin. already happened. I know there's more coming. I know. There's a shitload coming. Remember when Dumbo came and went and no one noticed? Dumbo,
1: Lion King, The Jungle Book.
0: Mm. But why make any individual unique idea ever again? Fuck that, it's expensive. And it's a goddamn shame. Like, I get that they're a company and they're supposed to make money, but remember like when they like took risks and did exciting new fancy shit?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sorry to break your heart, buddy. At least we got the Robinsons out of this. Or would you have preferred that 2D? What if that had Dave Canvas? No. No? It don't matter either way. Um, it's about the story. Which even that isn't like passion projects no more. But it sounds a bit it rarely was because they banged out Hercules real quick to get to this. <laughs> which is kind of funny. Considering which one is mem- remembered by anyone right now.
1: Stupid people.
0: So. It's sad, but this is how they killed the Disney Renaissance. Mm. Um, Good movie, though. And that's the thing. All the reviews, of, you know, people actually sat down and watched it, were very chuffed with it. It came out good.
1: Yeah, but the only thing anyone cared about is box office. Mm. Is this lost about... 40 billion at box office.
0: Mm. Well, like I said, they, had to, they hired a lot of people to do
1: this. 40 million, sorry.
0: Yeah, that's, that's not good. Hmm. But it's a good movie, though. It is a good and movie. And I'm glad it's found somewhat of I know it's only a cult following level audience, but it's found an audience. Yeah. The people that see it like it. It's the same as Iron Giant. I don't
1: like Iron Giant.
0: Have you seen Iron Giant? I think so. So you're not even confident, so I'm not counting that. <laughs> I'm not counting that against my argument. I potentially disagree, nah. No. <laughs> There's no potential about it.
1: I watched it once and I thought it was shit.
0: I remember a big ass dude. Div- no, I think it was a videotape and it came with a little figure. My mum likes that movie. I
1: like Hitchhiker and stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm like... Yeah, <laughs> if
1: You know what that is? We can be friends.
0: So, are you ready to move on to homework question?
1: Please.
0: Are you sad now that I've spent like half an hour hanging shit on Disney?
1: I mean, it annoys me that you do it, but it annoys me that you do it.
0: Convincing. Well. Yeah. It's not, it's not that I'm saying it. You're, it's pointing, that
1: it's, you're pointing out that sixth toe. we just trying to ignore it.
0: It's not that I'm saying it. It's that I'm right.
1: Yeah, but everything that goes up must come down.
0: And we'll go back up again. Yeah, they're gonna run when out When I movie. take over. They're gonna run out of movies to remake, they're like, oh shit, we gotta make new movies so we can do live action remakes of them. him. That's already live action, they'd have to do a 2D remake. No, we'll just we
1: just oh, remake it.
0: They have to start doing two D animations to remake their live action movies. They're like, fuck what do we do? Okay.
1: Alright,
0: um yeah, I like this movie. I'm glad I came back. I was really worried it would suck ass. It did not. Ah, huh, so go have a look. If you haven't seen it before, it's one of the better Disney movies.
1: If you've seen it before, watch it. Yeah, because it
0: doesn't suck coming back to you. Which brings us to our homework question. Some things are shit when you go back to see them. Yeah. False nostalgia. Well, you remember something being really good, and then, you know, either time ages it, which happens a lot with video games. They just aren't as nice as you remember. It, it, it happens a lot. You have, like, very... Good memories of something as a kid, you go back and go, I was a cringy bitch as a child. Yeah. Do you have any examples of this happening to you? I do. Mm-hmm. Sailor Moon. Yeah. I said it. We've discussed this. It is purely nice aesthetic, it's no substance.
1: Look, I. This I, this is the second time I've tried to watch it, and I've gotten much further. Look at it, we it made it to three members kid. now. I watched it every morning. On Cheese TV before I caught the bus every morning.
0: Mm. That was me with Pokemon. And Bay I later. tried
1: to re watch it a couple of years ago. Maybe like five or six years ago. I didn't get through the first episode. She was a crying, whingy, sucky little bitch.
0: But it fits my sweet fan, fan theory that Usagi is not a sailor because she's technically not even a planet and she she was prophesied to bring the girls together. She's essentially the the fire alarm and all the other really good characters are the firemen. You know what I mean? But yeah, you're right. It's not as
1: good as I remember. It's
0: not the adventures.
1: It might be the fact that I only like Tuxedo Mask.
0: At least he appears in almost every episode.
1: It's not enough.
0: It's not enough. Okay. It's not enough that because happens.
1: I particularly remember as a kid liking Sailor Moon might have just been the fact that but I had very long blonde hair.
0: I'll admit I really liked that one that one episode with the marionettes at the fake Disneyland.
1: I'm sure you did.
0: I remember that cool fucking puppet monster they fought. Yeah, I did. That was pretty
1: dope.
0: Yeah. It You know what? It reminds me a little bit of Power Rangers. <laughs> Of. Everyone's morphing, everyone's doing the same bullshit, there's always a wanky monster and the dude in charge of the wanky monsters is a bigger wanker than all the other ones. Sorry Rita Repulsa, you're memorable but you're dumb. I mean, I mean, I could say Power this is my answer here. No, because that's good. I didn't want to pick anything where I'm like, you go back and look at it and it's dumb and it's still kind of fun anyway.
1: So
0: it doesn't count. No. That's a, that's a
1: Something d- that you look back on and you're like ugh. <sighs> How did this be a thing?
0: It's almost self-parody of itself sometimes, Yeah, you know. Um, some things that did that poorly are going back and looking at Robot Chicken. Once you realize every episode has a terrible fake metal theme song for a character that they obviously couldn't write any jokes for, so they were just like, let's do a song about it for two minutes. Once you realize that's in like every fucking episode, it starts to lose its shine pretty quick.
1: Mm.
0: Um, another example... I mean, video games cop it really bad. You know, as games advance, graphics advance, some of that shine comes off pretty hard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Twin Sanity, the Crash Bandicoot game, is a lot of people remember it being great. It is a buggy, ugly, poorly written, stupid, stupid mess.
1: Ye- but this is the thing. You I get- like watching
0: speedrunners carve that game into like pieces. But sitting down and playing it, I will probably never ever do again.
1: <laughs> I I have vivid memories of this. This is a very strange thing. When they brought in the set top box, Ooh. my parents were one of the first like people that I knew to go and get a set top box. Mm-hmm. And you know, we were always like, "Oh, there's not that much difference. Like, it looks pretty much the same." And then we went to stay at my nan and pop's place, who hadn't got a set top box. And I remember vividly staring at their television being like, what the hell is wrong with this? Mm. Like, they need a new TV. And mum was like, no, no, they just don't have digital, which is what they said. And I was like, no, no, no. I've never seen a TV look that bad. And mum was like, that's... What your entire doing. life, That's, you did. that's exactly yeah. what TV looked like, like, two months ago. You just haven't left your house in two months. And I was like,
0: hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But
1: but that's the thing, like, you forget what things were like back then.
0: You get comfortable with things being better, and then it's hard to go back. Yeah. Any game with tank controls suffers from that real bad.
1: Lilo and Stitch, the video game.
0: Look, that was going to be my answer, but I don't really remember that being good. I just remember having it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. So beware of false nostalgias, but always try.
1: You might might as well go back and have a look have a squiz
0: sometimes it's fun
1: yeah sometimes you realize details that you know you didn't realize before
0: yeah like how you aren't gonna immediately have your brain pop in the vacuum of space if there's no vacuum or space the ethereum that's a cool idea it's a cool one i mean it wouldn't yeah it's it's a dope word especially because they had fucking you know they had tony j be the one who says (laughs) it in his deep fancy voice but it also explains why a lot of problems every movie in space has. It's like ah, I don't worry about it. It's good. Hmm. I say watch this movie. It's good. It's good. good time. It's one of the it's one of those Disney movies where like a young boy could watch it and like it. It's not just girls singing songs, doing a dance, wearing a dress.
1: Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm
0: not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying there's a little more um
1: substance. Yeah.
0: I didn't want to say it because you would have gotten mad at me, but yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, I'm ha- hey, do you have any final thoughts?
1: Let's wrap this shit up.
0: All right. Are you sad about Disney now?
1: <laughs> nope.
0: Okay. I have been your host, at Paul.
1: I have been Kyle.
0: Uh huh. Remember to rate, review, subscribe. Email. Yep. Have a good. Have a good. Smoke signal. Yep. Smoke a signal. Class dismissed. <laughs> No, no, no.